It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. In 1970, Billy Hayes taped two kilograms of hashish to his body and tried to smuggle it out of Turkey. He was caught at the airport and his life became a nightmare. He was sentenced to 30 years in a Turkish prison, a thousand miles from home, in the cruelest possible conditions. Midnight Express is the film based on Billy's unbelievable story. It won two Academy Awards. <laughs> film experience you won't forget. Midnight Express. Welcome and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Film With Three Brains. This is Sam in San Francisco. <laughs> this is a confused Sean in Chicago. <laughs> I, this is Cohen in Maplewood. I don't know why that sounded so funny to me. <laughs> it sounds official, right? It doesn't. I, no, I don't know. <laughs> It sounded goofy in a very non-specific way. It sounded like kind of macabre, but you know, like Vincent. <laughs> right. You're like well, Vincent I was Price actually, on Quaaludes or something. As I started to say it, I started to think of the uh, the 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 um, vampire movie we just did, Fright Night. Um, Fright Night. <laughs> and then I was like, "What's the coincidence that the vampire moves to the very city that there's a guy?" who does a night show about killing vampires. Yep. Like, how many cities in the U.S. had that? I know. That was yeah. fortuitous for Charlie. The, the, the real shocker is that we are not talking about Fright Night again. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Fright Night Part it's 2. It's a double episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. We're talking about Midnight Express. The um, 19, what is it, 78 uh, movie about... Uh, the true story, or based on the true story, which I always like that that term. I'll come <laughs> yeah. back, back to that in a little bit. Uh, based on the true story of a young man, Billy Hayes, who gets caught smuggling hashish out of Turkey and is thrown in prison. And the real kicker, this is the true part, because based on real life means that other parts of it are not based on real life. Um, but the real kicker is that in real life, he was set to get out, and the Superior Court in Turkey decided to extend his sentence from four years to 30 years. And that uh, inspires him to escape. Ouch. Yeah, I think this, 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 this movie is one of those things that... Um, I, I didn't realize it at the time because, of course, we were so young. How much it affected people, so that yeah. for years on later, like the the idea of Turkish prison is <laughs> is a saying, only because of this movie. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. um, I had jokingly said that it might have inspired. Um, it did not. Might it did actually did inspire the line. Joey, have you spent any time in a Turkish prison in the movie Airplane? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so. Anyway, what'd you guys think? Well, <laughs> should I go first? I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, I uh, I thought I remembered it really well, and I didn't at all. And I I haven't I didn't see it that long ago. I didn't see it in the eighties. I saw it probably fifteen years ago, something like that. 
you know, everyone I'd, I'd known about it and I finally sat down and watched it. And uh, I don't know if I wasn't paying enough attention, but there was just a lot more shit this time around that I was like, wow, I don't remember any of this. Um, but of course, the the gist of it, the the terror, the the frustration of, you know, him getting <laughs> getting caught. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, fever inducing, kind of like the wait a minute. Yeah, that the the vampire was two movies, two episodes ago. We did uh, another fever inducing movie last time. Um, the hell was it called? Anyway. <laughs> oh, the simple plan. Simple plan. Yeah. But it was similar to that feeling, you know, right. just the way that you the anxiety keeps, of the anxiety of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the music is good. And, uh, you know, there's, it's sort of le- like I, in my head, I, um, I felt like it was, he gets caught the whole movie's in prison. He gets out that sort of thing. Yeah. But you know, the, the whole, the whole, um, chase part through the, the market, you know, and, and there's, yeah. he actually, you know, he's in court a couple of times. He's, you know, things happen outside of the prison or at least outside of a single cell. You know, there's, you know, yeah. there's a lot of shit going on. <clears throat> um, so if I had to summar- summarize it, yeah, I guess, I guess I really enjoyed it. I think the, I think some of the acting is a little uneven, but, yeah. um, but as a, an experience, it is, you know, it's, it, it lives up to its, its, uh, reputation. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm a little disappointed that, that, that some of that stuff was even, in, you know, the, the, I guess the book, um, was more true to his real experience because he wrote the book. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. so, but I mean, I don't, I don't know if it, how much it matters. I guess it matters. It definitely matters to the people of Turkey cause they hate this. Yeah, you know, they it was banned until what sure. ninety two or something. It wasn't well, yeah. Shown. I mean that's that's the thing. Like everyone from Oliver Stone to Alan Parker, you know, like everyone at some point. Alan Parker never really apologized. Oliver Stone has publicly, like, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we didn't yeah. mean to shit all over Turkey exactly. We we're just trying to make a good movie because all the most of the terrible shit that happens in the movie were inventions by Oliver Stone. Like none right. of that, most of that was not in the book at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it really it's true. like I'm surprised at what a negative light it cast Turkey in for so many years <laughs> yeah and I, I I guess I shouldn't be surprised because even now I think Ugh, Turkey and you know and it's because of probably because of Midnight Express <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus I don't want to be in a I don't want to smuggle hash out of Turkey ever because if they catch me I'm screwed you know yeah um, but let's just listen to that thought one second like like everybody's I mean, I guess, wait, maybe it makes sense. Because I was going to be like, how many countries are you going to smuggle hash out of? Like, how many countries are all of us going to smuggle hash of? I read an article <laughs> that said that said that tourism dropped 95% my God. The, the, during the year after this movie was released in Turkey. Because well, everyone is, is afraid, right? That, I don't know if that's an exaggeration. I, I don't I, think it fact is. I checked that. But that's, they said that, that uh, the effect of that movie lasted for. It's like it, it, their, their apologies have not undone it. Like it's, I mean, Turkey has had other problems since, since then, but, yeah. but that, the effect of that is so profound. And I was like, okay. At first I was in disbelief. I was like, okay, that doesn't seem likely like people that easily sway. But then I'm like, well, everybody hates sharks and a lot of people never saw a shark, but they saw jaws. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and then I went to Singapore and people are like, why would you go to Singapore? I'm like, 
well, th they're going to arrest you and beat you if you spit what? on the sidewalk, you know, like, I mean, I've Singapore had people is great. say That's this. ridiculous. Right. No, I love Singapore, but, <laughs> you know, I've actually had people say things like that. And I was like, okay, first off, like, yeah, they don't want gum all over the place. Like, it's not that big a deal. But if you're going to a country and in the airport, they tell you, get rid of your gum and all this stuff. It's not like you can't go into it blind. Like you're, you're not going to be like, Oh, I didn't know. And then I broke the rules. I think part of going somewhere else is follow the rules. Like, I think that it, this movie is interesting because you have sympathy for the main character, but at the same time, you're like, wait, you were stealing <laughs> a bunch of, or smuggling a bunch of drugs. Like, yeah. And if you actually read the book and the story, like they make it seem like he's an innocent kid who was doing it the first time. But the mm -hmm. real story is he was not doing it the first time. <laughs> yeah. This was that he had done it a number of times before, and he is he is like unapologetic about it at this point. He's like, yeah, I got careless. I just got you know, I was getting stupid and bringing more, and you know, and he's like, and then they had you know, they were screening because of the recent you know airline hijackings. Like, mm -hmm. wait a second. If we know the whole story, of course, you know, part of making a good movie is to have the sympathy for the main character. But if like you actually know the whole story, you're like, maybe Turkey did get the short end of the stick on this one. Oh, yeah. Because, I think did. You know? yeah. I'd like to know where he was going from Istanbul. Like what what's what's his connecting flight? He's he's not gonna fly directly to <laughs> New York, is he? Okay, uh, but just so you know, this is so many years later, you can't try to replicate it to try to smuggle drugs. <laughs> Darn. Okay. Darn. <laughs> but yeah, I was shocked to learn that this was his fourth time yeah. doing this. Because yeah, it it seems, and of course, in real life, he didn't. His girlfriend wasn't with him. He was yeah. on his own. That made more sense to me. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. The whole like, I I didn't tell her. I didn't want her to have anything to do with it. it was like, really? I mean, you had enough foresight to do that, but nothing else. I mean, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. You couldn't ditch it when you're in that. You didn't do anything in the bathroom. You didn't ditch it on the bus when you had a, had an actual opportunity. Uh, you know, like, but yeah, the fact that he's and, and two kilos—that's kind of a lot. I mean, I, I don't know what a, a normal amount would be, but I mean, <laughs> zero is a normal amount to smuggle. I think you know, like, yeah. that's the acceptable amount. Zero. That's how much I would be smuggling out of Turkey or anywhere else. Right. I'd also like to know how good is this hashish that it was like it's worth, I mean, street value or something, but I mean, come on, it's gotta be, it must be really good. Like there, there, there should be more backstory about that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have sympathy for this hashish. You know? <laughs> I want it to, I want I it to make sense. I want, I want, I want to, this to be worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want any of it to make sense. Like, why did you, what are you doing? What are you, what are you thinking? I, I did realize this time around that first time around I was, you know, I don't know if I watched it in a haze or what, but. I was like, oh, yeah, you got caught. That was weird. This time I'm like, oh, well, it very much was about the the bomb and the searching of, you know, yeah. the, the threat of a bomb. Because the fact that they're all laughing at him when they find the drugs. Right. They're like, oh, <laughs> right. They all freak <laughs> out because they think he's got bombs strapped to himself. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a key point, because up until then, I, it, he could have conceivably gotten away with it. But, yeah, they're looking for bombs, yeah. or, you know, they're yeah. all on high alert, you know. Yeah, that was just kind of stupid on his part, I suppose. And oh, much like you, Sean, I thought I remembered this, and then I watched it, I was like, oh, I didn't even remember that he escaped. I didn't even remember the meaning of the name, the title. Right, right. No. I forgot all that. <laughs> I forgot John Hurt was in it. I remember yeah. Randy Quaid was in it. Oh, you did? Um, 
I didn't remember much of the story at all. Like anything, like it's like it was kind of like watching it for the first time. Other than knowing the overarching, you know, he gets brutalized a fair amount. And that's it. Didn't remember specifics at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's how long is it? Two hours. Yeah. Uh, it goes by pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's not. It doesn't drag at all. It just it kind of keeps moving, you know. Um, I mean, it's good. It's 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 extremely good. It's I mean, it's really great. I think it's probably a better screenplay than it is film. Like I understand now why Oliver Stone was sort of called uh, catapulted from here. I mean, this was his first you know screenplay, really. Mm-hmm. His first produced screenplay. Um, and then he'd go on to do you know better things or more things. Um, yeah. Alan Parker wasn't really a director of note at all when he made this. He after he would do Fame and Mississippi, uh, the Mississippi Burning and the Commitments and stuff, but uh, double up on him for Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Brad Davis hadn't really done much either, so it was a lot of like sort of no name people. Uh, you know. Kind well, of, you mentioned uh, just because you mentioned double ups, you mentioned Randy Quaid, who is a double up. Yeah. From Missouri Breaks, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, I think it, it, Randy Quaid fascinates me. <laughs> like, clearly, there's a guy who was on a trajectory. You know, he doesn't, he didn't do any comedies until vacation. <laughs> and he had a, a, he had made a lot of movies before vacation, or a fair, a fair amount. Yeah. And had been nominated 15. for an Oscar for the last detail. And he did this, and he was good in this, you know? Like, I don't think... I mean, if any young people even know who he is right now, today, none of them, nobody remembers that he had a, a serious acting career until he did Vacation. Hmm. And he had some serious roles after that, some notable roles after that. But he's the only actor who's ever been nominated for an Academy Award and then was in the cast of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that boggles my mind. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. What do you think of his of his acting chops per se? I mean, what, do you I think, think he's good. Yeah, I think he's really good. If you if you look at it, sort of his best roles, he's good. I think he's good in this. He's a little he's a little yeah. he's a little over the top. You know, a little ham fist, I suppose. But he's good. I mean, he's convincing. If you yeah, didn't know who he was, if this is the first thing you ever saw you ever saw Randy Quaid in, I think you'd think he was great. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't think of anything where I didn't, I, you know, he did, he never stands out for letting this, letting everyone down kind of thing, letting the yeah. ensemble down. I, <laughs> I think it's interesting that his brother was uh, considered for this movie. Right, yeah. I mean, uh, among others. Yeah. Your, your guy, Mr. Kurt. <laughs> Mr. Kurt. I get, and the studio wanted, um, was it Richard Gere? Richard Gere, they, they were dying for Richard Gere. Yeah. I can't see him in this either. No, not really. Um, who was, there was, what, I read a thing, there was three people that the, that Alan Parker wanted, was interested in, it was Sam Bottoms, Dennis Quaid, and, and Brad Davis. Yeah, and they made them screen test, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Richard Gere also is he didn't want to audition. Right. And Alan Parker was like, oh, no, 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 no. And I read a thing that said Mark Hamill really wanted to audition, and the producer's like, nah. 
<laughs> wow. Which is too bad for him, I suppose. What's really weird is uh, when I was reading about Brad Davis, um, he died very young. He was only 41 when he died. Um, he was cast as John Rambo yeah. in First Blood when John Frankenheimer was going to direct it. And then the <laughs> studio who owned the rights got acquired by another studio and the whole project fell apart and, you know, just sort of laid around for a couple years until, you know, they made it with uh, Sylvester Stallone. <clears throat> yeah, like, yeah, five years, I think, it was till isn't First Blood 82 or something? I mean... Yeah, 82, yeah. So, so that would have been, I mean, this, or First Blood would have been his first movie instead of, his first credited movie instead of this one. Hmm. Hard to hard know. to picture that. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I mean, for, I mean, uh, First Blood. It's like the difference between John Rambo and First Blood and John Rambo and First Blood Part Two is night and day. They're two completely different people, you know. Mm. In the first one, he's a real dude. He's just a, he's a Vietnam vet who's scarred, seriously scarred. He's a special forces guy, well trained, and all fucked up. In the second mm. one, he's a fucking superhero. You know, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Not that it's right, like, not it, a lot of fun, but you yeah. know, yeah. The whole fucked up part is 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 the reason why he runs off into the hills, right? He just wants to be left alone. That's his yeah. thing. Yeah, and he doesn't want to hurt anybody. He just he's just trained to, and he just does it. You know. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's save the Rambo for, for, right. for Rambo. Well let's, well, let's talk about Brad Davis. Like, what yeah. what did you think oh. about him? Or what do you think I about him at all? Pretty good. I guess I, I'm, I'm afterwards. I was thinking what, what, would, how, what would this movie have been with a really, really top notch, notch actor, like the best yeah. of the best, even more excruciating, you know, cause he, I don't... <laughs> he was good. I just felt He's like good. there was some moments here and there that rang a little false, you know, it was just like too much. Whereas Same, someone like, yeah. someone like, um, John Hurt, who's so fantastic. Like that guy's such a great actor yeah. and he's so restrained, you know, for the most part, he's so quiet and everything he does is so subtle. And, yeah, you know, and then you got Randy Quaid, who's the exact opposite of that. He's just over the top. And then you got Brad Davis somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, which is good, I suppose. But there are some, some moments I was like, boy, that, that was rough. Sam, do you have a criticism? You said you were ready to say something. Emo, so the thing that, that that stood out to me as the most wrong thing was his hate speech to the to the judges when he yeah. when he when he gets his prison mm -hmm. um, length extended to thirty years, um, which is made up for the movie. You know, yeah. it's not you know, and it. I, I when I saw it, I was like, I just don't believe anyone would do this. I just I just I think it was exaggerated anger. I don't know if it was. Made it was up. too. It was, it was too much. Well, the the um, sure, okay. I, I mean, you know, I'm sure he said something in rebuttal, but I don't think it was <laughs> the the you know vitriol that he spewed out in the movie. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think that um, that that to me was a turnoff. I thought he was all right. I thought I thought at the beginning of the movie, he, some camera angles. V was like, doesn't he look like Brad Pitt? Like, yeah, like, you know, Samson's the same thing. Sit, My wife, and, Sam. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like, yeah. I, I agreed. And the, but then as the movie got on, and he kind of 
developed who he was and all that, I thought the likeness seemed seemed less. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you talk about replacing him with another actor, I don't. I have a hard time imagining anyone else just because I don't feel he was enough of a weakness to be like, oh, so-and-so could have done it better. Because if it was Richard Gere and I imagine some of the, like, Richard Gere's facial expressions, the, the, the things I don't like about Richard Gere being in this movie makes me think, no, I wouldn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. And, like, Mark Hamill, is, who would have been a great step for his career, I think he might have been too boyish, like, too, too innocent for this. Whereas... This guy had just enough, like, I don't know. He, he didn't look like he was he was roughed up in the streets, but he had just enough credibility to not be, to be someone a little bit more than just the boy next door. You know, the opposite of going back to our Fright Night uh, mm-hmm. part two, you know, Charlie uh, thing. You mm-hmm. know? Well, you mentioned Mark Hamill. I mean, the actor, I think... Could have, might have improved it is Harrison Ford, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> In Empire Strikes Back, Harrison Ford gets tortured, and his scream is—I love that scream. I, I can't figure out why. First of all, I, and maybe I'm a sadist or something's wrong with me, but I laugh every time I hear that scream when he when he you know he's ah, you know I can't I can't do it I can't do it, but he. It makes me laugh, but also it's a really good scream. It's a really good scream. Yeah. And Brad Davis in this movie never convincingly screams. He's just he yells. He yell. He just just You're yells right. he and just yell. ah. Every time he's tortured and something bad, he's just yelling at the top of his voice. His his voice doesn't break. He doesn't scream. He doesn't like let out a, a you know, a gutter. Whatever. He doesn't sound like he's truly in pain. And mm-hmm. that, that's my main criticism. I, I don't I don't think his acting is bad. I just think maybe he didn't allow himself to <laughs> he needs to workshop it I don't know but <laughs> I'm sure Harrison Ford was t- well they, they didn't want too, too big an actor for yeah. this either I mean that's part of the reason they didn't want Richard Gere um, yeah Randy Quaid wasn't that that big or I mean I guess John Hurt was this is pre-alien right is um, it it's, an, it's Alien 79? I thought Alien 79. I think it is. So just before that. So he's not too well-known, but yeah, yeah he's, a, he's great. <laughs> Did you guys read that he really got mm. into character showering-wise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't bathe for like 40-some. Like <laughs> well, it was like 40-some days in a row he hadn't bathed, and oh, a lot God. of the people on set were just avoiding him because he stunk so bad. <laughs> that's commitment, man. That's you know, that's that's method acting right there. I forgot. I forgot he played John Merrick in The Elephant Man. What year is that? Uh, Nineteen eighty. Okay. Huh. Is that He's a hot great. Streak? Yeah. I, I think John Hurt's fantastic. He's so great in <laughs> everything. Like everything he does, he's just fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, and he, I, even in Midnight Express, he looks old. Like, <laughs> it is weird how old he looks. <laughs> it's crazy. And I think uh, Billy Hayes said it was surprising how much he looked like the the real life Max right, from prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting prison too. Like they're, um, I mean, I guess it's obviously they didn't let him shoot it anywhere in Turkey, so they shot it in Malta. Mm-hmm. at another prison but like it's just a cool you know it's it's creepy enough um you know old looking enough it's convincing it was a weird courtyard you don't really know 
you know, they don't really tell you like this. Here's this area or that's area. It's just a bunch of there's just stuff everywhere. Um, they that look creepy? like an apartment complex or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean that the oldness of the prison, of course, makes it more tempting to escape, but but also makes it kind of creepy and mm-hmm. you know I like the and that it's stuff. it's in, it's interesting about the the um the old walls and the mortars all soft. You know, and they could just dig it out and 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 pull the and pull the big stones out because the building is so old and all that. I mean, that was interesting. I think it, I think it's a little. I find the ending to be a little bit of a cop out. And I know Alan Parker has addressed it, and he said he didn't want his film to turn into an action adventure at the end. But on the other hand, all of that and everything he went through, and all he fucking had to do was put on a guard's uniform. <laughs> and walk down the stairs, and some jerk off throws him the keys, and he walks out. Yeah, it is so, like, a few words of letdown. I mean, yeah. the, what really happened is far more interesting. Yeah. So I read a different uh, source that said an um, uh, interview that was some years later that said that the reason they didn't use the truth was that it would have cost so much more money oh. to to have scenes sure. filmed outside sure, sure. the uh, prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay. in reality, he goes to a an island prison, right? Yeah, Escape, yes. escapes like, on a boat. It's like Papillon and shit. Yeah, like Papillon. Yeah, or Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah. Where would you guys rate this? And as long as we're talking about Papillon, Alcatraz, uh, as far as prison movies generally, hmm. Should we do a quick list on that? Sure. Well, Cohen's favorite's The Rock. Well, <laughs> that doesn't this count. Is no, that doesn't count. So, so that's, that's, I mean, like just because the rock is awesome doesn't mean right. it's a prison escape. It's movie. a tourist attraction. Yeah, they do have hostages there, but well, I mean, there's Escape from Alcatraz. It's very good. There's Papillon, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh, the old one, I didn't see the remake. There's this. It's yeah, very good. Um, uh, I think there's, there's you know, the uh, well, um, Shawshank. Should, yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say that, which is you know a perfect movie. It almost doesn't qualify because it's too perfect. It's, it's such a great movie (laughs) and it's well, but the redemption is so great. It's, it's about, it's not even about the escape. It's about everything else. Yes. So it's perfect, but we'll set that one aside. And then I would, you know, at the other end of the spectrum, perhaps I would put cool hand Luke because it's almost the opposite. It's like, you know, their escape is futile. It's not even about escape. It's about mm-hmm. who you are, who you become inside sure. and how, how, right. how you sort of deal mm-hmm. with it. And then there's like the great escape, which yeah, is awesome, right. but in a completely different way. Yeah. So I'd say if, yeah. So if you, if you throw, if you just put it in the category of actual prison break movies without, you know, throughout Shawshank, this is what, Behind Papillon? Yeah. I would put Shawshank and Papillon above it and probably on par with Escape uh, uh, Escape from Alcatraz and Midnight Express, sort of even. I, don't know. I, would, I would see the whole list. If you, if you have any interest in prison movies, just see them on. They're, they're, they're <laughs> different enough. Yeah. No, they don't overlap. But you're not going to be like, oh, this one's clearly a ripoff of the other. No, <laughs> none, none of that. Right. None of it. That doesn't exist for any of those. I was laughing because you're right. Also, I think... Have you guys ever seen Down by Law? Yes, I just saw it. Jim Jarmusch movie? Yeah, I just finally saw it the other day. It's so good. 
Yes. And that, and I kept thinking when I was watching that, I was like, oh, man, it's going to all go to shit. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's a different movie. I don't know if yeah, anyone's ever going to watch it, different. but very different. Well, that's the thing. There's some, there's movies that yeah, end with the escape. And there's movies that are about the escape. Yeah. You know, and right. this, the Midnight Express, despite the title, is not about the escape. You know, no, and it, it, or there's, you know, and then there's like the Defiant Ones, which is just such a great premise where a racist white man is cha- handcuffed to a black man and they escape together. Hmm. What a great premise. Actually, my friend John wrote a, wrote a book a few years ago that was um, a similar premise, but it's like, uh, it's like urban fantasy and it's about um, a young, a teenage werewolf and a teenage um, vampire who get, uh, a wizard puts a binding spell on them and then they, they go on the run because they're accused of a crime they didn't commit. And it's very much the Defiant Ones, but in a more modern sort of YA setting, it's pretty good. Hmm. I think you can get it on Amazon. Yeah, I'll, cool. I'll like plug it. It's, it's called um, Tripod and Leech. Nice. So, listeners, look it up. It's All pretty right, good. So Defiant Ones, 1958. Yeah. I have not seen that movie. No? no. It's good. No. For me. I like the, yeah, there's the something sound about of it. Escapes in prison and, and just the struggle of it, it's inherently dramatic. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's hard to think of a bad one, really. Yeah. Well, there's, I can think of one at least. There's one be, called, there's, um, there's probably plenty. There's there's this movie called Escape Plan with Sylvester Stallone and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's <laughs> oh, not very yeah. good. <laughs> it's not terrible. I don't think I finished not, it. It's, it's not very good. Yeah. And then there's there's Prison Break that was on Fox the series. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Or was I it didn't on watch it. Yeah, it was popular. Yeah, it was it on was Fox. Such a ludicrous, a such a ludicrous premise. I mean, I had to watch it. I just didn't they keep going for like four seasons or something. Yeah, yeah. They just have to get <laughs> back in and break somebody else out. Or I guess I don't know. I, I stopped after season one. I was like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. there's Ernest goes to jail. Oh, yeah. oh, of course. <laughs> who, could, who could forget that? I guess Oh Brother Were Out Thou is sort of a prison, uh, you know, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's about being on the run, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't they escape from prison and stir crazy? Yes, stir crazy yes, counts. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they do in the Blues Brothers, too. Or no, they get let out. No, he gets out in the they beginning. He gets let out, yes. Never mind. <laughs> Wrong. Yes. All right. Where were we? We were talking about Something about Brad Midnight Davis. Express. Yeah. yeah, so Brad Davis. Performances. Did you read the part? Somebody, I don't know if it was an IMDb trivia, but it was that he was at a party and he was drunk and he was, um, yeah, oh, Sam. like he ripped off his yes. shirt and said, "Where? who brought the drugs or whatever, like something like that. And then someone whispered like, well, there goes that career. <laughs> Which was pretty <laughs> much true. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, he doesn't, I mean, yeah, he did, he died young. Yeah. And you know, he yeah, married a casting director slash actress, maybe. I don't know. I thought he was gay. His, he's married to Susan Bluestein. Bluestein. Hmm. You thought he was gay because of because of the events of prison? No. <laughs> 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 because he, he became like a gay icon in his theater work and stuff, and then he died of okay. AIDS. So I guess I... Made an assumption there? Yeah. Made an assumption I shouldn't have. 
I mean, he was married, I'm, so, but I'm, could have could have been a beard. Yeah, no, I'm we don't sorry. know. I'm sorry, Brad Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't. I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I guess. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I had something to say, but I lost it. But I'm sure it was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It'll come oh. to you in about three days. <laughs> You're taking a dump. Usually does. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, it was probably just that, he, yeah, he had, he was, we've said he's basically a good actor, had a bit of a career, nothing really happened, but I think that's, it sounds like it was mostly his personal life, not his, not his acting. Yeah. That screwed it. I mean, oh, also I was, he's, he was pretty yeah. young in this, like, you know, I mean, acting is like any skill, you know, you develop as you do it and you learn and. You know, if this is his, his first outing, it's pretty fucking good. You know, yeah. you look at someone oh, yeah. like Brad Pitt when he was in his 20s and Brad Pitt now, it's like two completely different people. Like, you learn this shit, you know? Yeah. This is true. Yeah, you and probably... being, having theater background and all that stuff helps. Yeah. We'll never know. Um, just to finish up on double ups, we have a music double up. Oh, is um, that uh, Giorgio Morodo? Giorgio Morodo? Morodo? He did Let It Ride. Well, that's weird. And I didn't say very much about it then, um, but it's much more noteworthy now because yeah. you know he won, won awards. And uh, yeah, I thought the music was pretty effective. And I thought it was great, except for these quote unquote like tender moments. In prison yeah. between him and, and the Swede guy, Eric. Yeah. The music was pretty ham-fisted, and it, I found it terribly distracting. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought it was great. But just those moments, it's like, oh, uh, come on, man. I just thought it was so odd that they chose to, you know, have that scene, and then he, he gently shakes his head and yeah. decl- declines. Right. But, but that didn't happen in real life. Right. So I don't know what if that was from the book did he put that in, in the book and they just didn't it didn't make it the movie or did he not put that in the book either he must have put that in the book i don't know well whatever i mean i don't remember. i read the book in college i don't after i saw the movie i read the book and i have no memory of it at all well you can say you read it though yeah <laughs> it's more than i can say yeah i don't, I don't begrudge it i would i would guess what i'm saying is i'm curious if it's a choice for for the audience like they they thought maybe people can't handle this in 78 or yeah they chose it to just be you know like oh well we don't want to dwell on this point we'll just say yeah you know there's yeah well in they did, they did yoga together you know it wasn't socially acceptable yeah. right right you know that's just what it is should probably mention when it comes to prison escape movies like the fugitive is kind of a big one oh good point yeah but that's not that's uh, that's a fortuitous <laughs> escape. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he escapes a bus, <laughs> right? A bus and a train, you know. Chicken run, chicken run. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the Fast and Furiouses, one of the later ones. I think they help Dom escape. Sure, I, I have a and, I have a totally. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and there's also a, a Van Damme movie where he escapes from prison. I forgot what it's called. Something generic sounding. Like no, no way, no, no way out, no way out. Is that what it is? Or is that <laughs> that's that might be a 
uh, Kevin Costner movie. I'm thinking of. that is a Kevin Costner movie. Damn it! It is. It's a pretty good movie. All All right. Right. What is that? Wait, what? No, that one's gonna. Oh, Nowhere to Run. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's very specific. You know, can't get nowhere to run out. when you're a hard target. That's right. <laughs> might, might, might have sudden death. <laughs> Engaging in real blood, blood sport. sport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, Sam, what are you gonna say? Yeah, oh, sorry, <laughs> I was gonna go a totally different direction and say, "Hey, Please. best Oliver Stone movie." Mm. Oh, hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, well while we're while we're mulling that over, as I, a director or writer or both yeah, or either, anything, yeah. okay. anything. Because I think <sighs> that he's. Well, he is someone that directs and writes. Yeah. And I've mentioned before, I think that's usually a mistake. I think most of the time, if you are a good writer or a good director, you should probably get some help. And and I think sometimes when he, some of his movies that don't work are because he either wrote them and, you know, he just didn't. Right. You know, gets out of his depth. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't disagree with that. And it got worse for him as he got older. Yeah, well, I'm not going to pull out all his worst ones like Hannibal or whatever, but... Uh, well, I mean... Hannibal? Yeah. Or no, Alexander, whatever that was. Ugh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see I mean, it. it's hard to argue with the obvious ones for him being like Platoon, Wall yeah, what, Street, you know, what's the his Doors, best, JFK. What's his best Vietnam movie? Because he's got a few of those. Well, Platoon, I think. I would Born on the Fourth of that. July is good. Yeah, I like yeah, that one I better. Born in, Fourth of July. I mean, Salvador is fantastic. I, I feel like that's a very underseen movie that he made with James Woods. It's really, really good. Hmm. And talk radio is really good too. And that's that's more like a play yeah. um, with Eric Bogosian and Alec Baldwin. It's 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 very good, but it's not. It doesn't have any flash to it. You know, it's very sort of under the radar and a, a bit more subtle than anything he's done. You know, once he did. Uh, you know JFK and the I suppose the doors to a certain extent really is when his style started to shift and then he went all in on natural born killers and he's been dog shit ever since that I think yeah I think that's an interest his his filmography of directing to go from you know Salvador you mentioned to Platoon Wall Street talk radio born on the 4th of July the doors JFK Heaven and Earth, and then Natural Board Killers. Mm-hmm. But that, up to JFK, that is an unbelievable yeah. set of movies to sure. which he gets yeah. the writing credit or screenplay credit for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 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 an incredible streak. Yeah. And that, I think, the, I did, you know, I didn't know this, going that he was screenplay for Scarface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That... That's yeah, he's written, he's cool. written he's written some great shit too that he didn't even that he didn't direct, you know. Well, I mean some of it's dog shit, but but Conan is clearly <laughs> the highlight of that career. Yeah. But no, he's a, it's like I think of him and he because of the films that he did and that some of them I think of him as someone who is um controversial. Yeah. Because I think at the time it was it I think most of that just comes from JFK. Um, mm-hmm. But when you actually look at what well, he's natural done... Well, Natural Born Killers. Well, even yeah, this movie, there's... Midnight Express is controversial. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I politically, so. you know, for yeah. tricky it is, yeah. et cetera. Maybe not in the but same it's... way, but... 
My friend man. Dave's going to kill me, but I have not seen JFK. He thinks it's amazing. You haven't seen JFK? Really? Yeah, I know you guys Get at all. fuck out of here. Are wow. you serious? <laughs> it's great. I saw that in the theater. It's such a good movie. <laughs> okay, so it is the, his best movie. So, is that what you're saying? No, I don't think it's his best. I don't no, know if it's his it's best, best, but it is fantastic. I think you guys piling on me is swaying your opinion. <laughs> no, I, I just think that... I don't know. I can't believe you've seen it. Like, like to me, as a seventeen-year-old, to go see this movie in the theater, and yeah. that you didn't. Like, I don't know. It's I feel the same like, same year as the Doors. I saw happen, the Doors. You know, <laughs> it's three hours <laughs> long. I'm not gonna go to the. <laughs> you just were bragging how know. long you can hold your bladder. Yeah. No, that was off air. That was off air, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I will see. I will definitely go so, and see it soon because I need to. I will say but this, that JFK tries to be wasn't controversial and mm-hmm. that we've all heard the magic bullet theory, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say that it, I, it's actually something I probably would go back and watch and criticize a little, criticize a little bit, because at this point I realize that any bullet can be a magic bullet. Sure. I have seen enough people shot and f- try to figure out the trajectories of where they've gone and realize that one bullet can do all sorts of crazy crap and come out in a hole somewhere else that you would not have predicted from the entry point. So mm-hmm. the, to me, back then when they're talking about like, oh, second shooter, all this stuff, and you know, it made sense. But having had the real life experience of seeing what happens, I'm like, no, that doesn't stand anymore to me. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah, I, so good. I'm glad we had this conversation. You can go back and watch JFK. I will. I, still, I can't believe watch you've never seen it. I mean, how many movies have we talked about <laughs> on this podcast that I haven't seen? There's tons of them. I hadn't seen I know, but Fright Night. I, don't know. I hadn't seen, you know, anything. That's like, um, I don't know. Is it? I think it's I think it's Schindler's List my wife's never seen. I'm like, how? Right. I get why you, you haven't seen that. that? I've saw I saw that in the theater, but I understand why someone would be like, eh, "I'll get around to it," and they just never did. Yeah, that was JFK for me. I actually, honestly, if I if, if I'm being honest, if if Steven Spielberg hadn't directed Schindler's List, that's probably one where I probably would have been like, "Eh, English Patient, uh, Atonement," you yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, but those aren't. Though you're talking about romantic movies. No, no, no. I'm just talking know. about period, oh, just long, okay, like periods. dramatic Oscar yeah. bait, you know that generally I don't really go in for. Okay. And perhaps that's being unfair to Schindler's List. I mean, it's fantastic though. So like, I don't know. It is. But JFK is great. You should watch it. It's so fucking entertaining. That's the thing. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what you think about what Oliver Stone is saying or any, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just like yeah. so entertaining. Hmm. Well, I think, and also like, I give him the credit in my lifetime of, making documentaries interesting you know that he's one of the, i mean right now we're living in the high time of documentaries but he's one of the people who i think made documentary accessible to everybody who did wait oliver what? stone with what with with chain, making the doors and jfk making making i wouldn't say they're documentaries but well, making no, they're not bio, documentaries bio at, all. Stand at all no but what i'm saying is he's he, he's Maybe bi- biopics? Yeah, bi- yeah biopics. But that's, that's the right word. Okay. But sure. He's the, like, to, to me, he's the, my earliest experience to, like, a really good biopic. Gotcha. That, that you know, I think set off other people to, to emulate. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. Sorry, not documentary. Biopic. Gotcha. I would, I would go Midnight Express is his best movie. Really? Um, yep. Um, Wait, I've, Oliver Stone? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm as counting a, as a writer. I'm, I'm blending the two. The best one he's involved in. Or if you want to say the, the one best one he's written is Midnight Express. Best one he's directed to me, or the, one, the ones I've seen, is Born on the Fourth of July. And then I would obviously assume that JFK is right there. But I, I can't have an opinion on that. So, well, you. But that's so to me. Is I, yeah. I, I'm getting the feeling you haven't seen a lot of his movies. No, I saw The Doors. I saw Wall Street. I saw Platoon. I saw. I don't know. I've seen a lot of them. I think I've seen Year of the Dragon. I don't really remember. That's Mickey Rourke. I don't like him. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't like Mickey Rourke. I hate his guts. That's <laughs> fine. Wow. I do. Um. I didn't see World Trade Center. I I didn't it's see awful. Alex. Yeah, Alexander. I think I saw W. It's stupid. It, I think was it? Um, who plays W? Isn't it uh, that Josh uh, uh, James Brolin? Right? No. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Josh Brolin is W, and I I thought he was good at it, but I I didn't like I don't remember it very well. I don't, it doesn't stand out. Yeah. Particularly. I saw it, so I've seen. I no, it's really just it's really just JFK that so I. Do you think missed. Midnight Express is a is a better screenplay than like Wall Street or Platoon? Or well, Wall Street's interesting Salvador because I was going to mention that because Wall Street I think is really well written. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the dialogue's great. There's a lot I really like about it. I watched it. I watched like you know the last two thirds of it recently, and I was like, oh yeah, I like it. And then the end is like, eh. I feel like I could have been better. It could there. It could have been better. Yeah. Like I think if he hadn't directed it, I think it would have been better. Yeah. So. I don't know. I would have. I would have loved to see Natural Born Killers directed by Quentin Tarantino. Hmm. Because I he wrote it. Oliver Stone got anymore. his hands on it, and Quentin Tarantino didn't want him to direct it. But there's nothing. There's nothing he could do about it. He wasn't Quentin Tarantino. He was just some dipshit, you know, who sold screenplay, and he's like, oh fuck. Yeah, it couldn't. Yeah, I, I don't think it would have. <laughs> I don't think he could have made it worse than, than he did. Yeah, no. Yeah. But it. yeah, I think he's an interesting writer. I think he's got a lot, a lot of interesting ideas, but not all of them work. I think he did, and then yeah. Natural Born Killers came out, and that was it. That was the end of it. That it's destroyed kind of his... him, or something. I don't know. Or that was just the end of his creative. Like he, he just. He, it was all gone. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see U-turn. The well went dry. The U-turn sucks. It yeah, looks it's terrible. terrible. It's a total ripoff of Rod, Red Rock West with um, Nicolas Cage, which is a pretty good movie. It's weird how much of a ripoff it is. Hmm. And then Any Given Sunday sucks. Nixon sucks. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't like that one much. Ugh. Just like the different film stocks and the stupid cuttiness and the bullshit. Like, dude. Ugh. Stop. That's the thing that, you know, that JFK probably JFK was as experimental as a film as he's ever made in style up until then. Hmm. And then he's like, I'm making natural born killers and I'm doubling down a thousand times over. And it's just unwatchable <laughs> for me. Anyway, I know some people like it, but I think they're nuts. One of Vivian's favorite movies. Really? Yeah, it's bizarre That's to me. Fascinating. It's so weird to me. <laughs> I would never in a million years guess that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't really watch care it for Juliet Lewis. That's yeah, I don't either. Uh, I like Woody Harrelson though. Yeah. I, uh, so okay, um, just just so because because I know Cohen's opinion was really dependent on what awards people won. That that. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so he did win Best Picture uh, Platoon won. Yeah. Yeah. One best director for Platoon, one best mm-hmm. director for Born on the Fourth of July, nominated for JFK for both, mm-hmm. nominated for best original screenplay for Platoon, Salvador, and Nixon, mm-hmm. um, won Nixon. best adapted screenplay for Midnight Express, right. nominated mm-hmm. for best adapted for Born on Fourth of July, JFK, uh, won best direction BAFTA. I'm not going to go into the other awards, the Golden Globes, um, but. Anyway, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's an incredible streak. I think, sure. I, like, it's, it is a shame that, that after kind of the mid-90s, things trailed off. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, if, 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 if being a movie maker is anything like being an athlete, you can only have so long of a career, you know? There's, there's only a few people who get to keep playing into their 40s, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, did you give us your favorite or your... I, I can't pick. A, I'd have to okay. watch them all in a row. I, I like to me in my like, like, I love Born on the Fourth of July. I remember seeing it in the theater. I think the the two main actors both do a great job. We've talked about Tom Cruise before, um, Gary Sinise. Um, I, I I love that. I think Platoon though is also incredible. Um, it's yeah. I, I still really like the Doors, maybe just yeah, because like of Doors Dale Kilmer's uh, thing, and because I love the music. Um, so it's it's hard for me to separate this far away from watching them how, yeah. how good they are. But seeing this just reminded me, like, hey, this is someone who I have a who's made a lot of material I really respect and that I haven't revisited in a really long time. Yeah, or at all, you, I should say. You know who case. didn't like the Doors? They're surviving members of the Doors. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, what I find interesting is that it may it may mean that you're onto something. Like if people, if people, <laughs> if you do a good one, and you're not going to paint people in a, in the light that they want, maybe you're closer to the truth. Maybe not. Maybe you know, like maybe it's more sensationalized, like you kind of did with Minette Express. You took some liberties in the wrong way. But I mean. You know, like the events of Florida, Jim Morrison doing what he did in Florida, that's that's going to be pretty much written in stone because that's on tape. You know, that's right. <laughs> um, so they probably didn't like, you know, just the, the little banter, the behind the, the scenes kind of banter that they had as a band, because that really defined, you know, you're really trying to define their relationship with their bandmates. You know, that's yeah. my guess. I don't really know what he didn't like, like uh, the guitarist didn't like it and. What or sorry, the keyboards, whatever. I mean, there's people, but yeah, I I still found it kind of an sort of enjoyable movie. I was just, but I was more curious about like, well, what, yeah, what is it that people don't like about it? What is it that it's missing? I think it was missing a bit of a theme. It was it was just kind of like, here's the doors, here's Jim Morrison. You know, there wasn't really uh, much of a take on it. Whereas some of his other movies is more well, like JFK. I mean, from what I understand, is a very very much uh, controversial. A version of events, right? Sure. I mean, his point of view is, you know, front and center. Yeah. 
He's definitely saying something. He's, you know, conveying an opinion, basically. Yeah. I like that about his 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 movie making or his storytelling. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I I don't know. I think when you're doing a, a you you just touched on something that for me I think when they do it the wrong way stands out as is is just heavy handed and unnecessary. Is you know most of our lives don't have themes like the like the movie script has a theme and it. it's supposed to have this flow. But if you're doing a, a biopic you don't have to create an unnecessary theme or, or tension if what the people are doing is actually interesting enough and, and rising a stardom develop you know drug problems fall having your band you know tension all this stuff is is to me enough like it doesn't it didn't need to have a theme um you know it doesn't okay it doesn't have to fit into that um you know, because most of our lives don't fit into that that neat little uh, um, save the cat sort of sort of thing, where everything's falling apart and then it all comes back together and everyone's happy. It, it, like that actually probably rarely happens, at least in yeah. my experience. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I don't like it when they when they do that for a for a for a bio movie um, when it's when that's not really what it's about. Right. Yeah, and then when if it's totally fictional, like Wall Street, let's say, like he's he doesn't care about what happens to Gordon Gecko because it's just a character, and it's it just a means to an end because he, ha, you know, he's trying to say something about Wall Street and about integrity and all and like all these different things, but it, there's no consequences. That, you know, you're not talking about real people, so you're just like okay, unless it was based on a real person. I don't know. Wall Street. Yeah, it's Gordon Gecko. Yeah. It's supposed to be someone in particular. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it says it's a composite, uh, composite character. Oh, just because it's in two, because it's in Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. I didn't see that. No, it's a sequel. It's not out. It's not great. It has Shia LaBeouf in it. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> shit. I think one of the other things that too. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about the doors anymore. Forget it. No, go ahead. It's not, no, no. We're, we're, we'll review it. I'm sure at some point. Okay. Because some of these movies were the, of his are on my my future list. But, oh, okay. Man. Yeah, definitely. We can save some then. Yes. So, you're not going to sit your ten year old down and watch Midnight Express, but I mean, is it okay to watch in college? You think or? Oh yeah. yeah, I think I think you're gonna set your 16 year old who wants to go travel abroad. Be like, okay, last thing oh, you do is put some <laughs> drugs in your pocket. <laughs> you know, cautionary tale. Yeah. Yes. I I think that I think that's one of the things I alluded to at the beginning is that people are harsh on Turkey, but they bro- broke Turkey's rules. Like just because their prison system isn't isn't nice doesn't. I don't, I don't know how much, how much did the U.S. How much was the U.S. supposed to step in during the first one or two years? If someone said, hey, we caught you smuggling hashish, we're putting you in prison for four years. Why does the U.S. need to step in on that? Why does, you know, especially when you find out the truth that he's multiple times he's done it. And yes, he got beat once. He said the first night that he was in jail, he got beat up, that he was beaten. After that, he wasn't beaten again. So I understand human rights and all that. But if someone breaks someone else's rules and they get put into a crappy prison that's not as nice as our prisons, 
I don't, I don't know how much yeah, intervention I don't think our prisons are very nice. Well, I'm just assuming looking at the prison in that one, that this one, that ours well, are right. Better. We're talking about inmates versus guards, <laughs> you know, like right. the, or the uh, the administrator of the whole place comes and whacks some right. kids' feet, you know, like that's that's a little right. over the top. But so Falaka is uh, was a real punishment. That's what the that's what it's called to beat okay. someone in the feet, um, and that is a real was was or is a real form of punishment. Did anybody notice the prosecutor in the court scenes? I'm struggling to find his name now. Where is he? No, no. Okay. He's got like a mustache. Okay. <laughs> he's the, he's a, uh, brother's brother Templar from the last oh, crusade. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he came on, I was like, Hey, yeah. My wife was like, is that the guy from Indiana Jones' Last Crusade? I said, it certainly looks like him. Yeah, I was thinking, he's about to say, your father's being held in the Wilhelm Castle on the edge of, you know, like... But I said, I said, my soul is prepared, Dr. Jones. Is How's yours? yours? Yeah. <laughs> Good, okay. I thought, yeah. I thought that was pretty obvious, but I wasn't sure if anybody else... Uh, I don't know. Did you guys recognize the head guard, the evil guard? Yes, that guy too. What did you recognize him from? Bluto. <laughs> yeah, from Popeye. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to miss that guy. He's huge. Yeah. And yeah, very few people actually spoke Turkish. I mean, most of them were speaking Maltese because they were in Malta. Mm -hmm. I don't think he sp speaks any Turkish either. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he's a he's a big intimidating dude. It's. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, the guy who played Billy Hayes' dad. Oh, that's another double up. Oh, yeah. oh it's a mind-blowing double up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that one. Yes, mind-blowing. I didn't blowing, even realize it was double up. I just recognized him from The Godfather. Yes, he's in The Godfather. he's the guy who wakes up with a horse's head oh, in his Oh, you're going to love this one. <laughs> think way back to one of your early horror picks and look at his face. Or think about his face. Kind of craggly. And then put a cigar in his mouth. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna say, uh, sleepaway camp. Yes, he what? is the guy is that runs sleepaway camp. Oh uh, shit! Uh, what's his name? Ray or not Ray? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> shit! I almost forgot about that one. Look at that. You know when I when I started watching this movie, I'm like, this movie's not gonna have any double ups. <laughs> <laughs> and here yeah. we go. We got, of them. we got the composer, the director, the main. Yeah. Also, the, the guy who played the like, the American who fucks him, who catches him in the bazaar. He's looked familiar too, or he's in yeah. stuff too that I've seen. Um, the guy that goes by Tex. Yeah, I just yeah. couldn't put my finger on it. I was okay. curious if that was a real, real thing. Like the sort. That like, was not. No. No, that, that it was I, it, the. I mean, not the bizarre part, but like the guy that was kind of translating, and he's not with the consulate. He's like kinda. <laughs> well, so the consulate part is true. Like the consulate was involved, but they, but he in the movie helps turn him in when he tries to escape. Yeah. That right. part is not true. Okay. Because that seemed uh, like a pretty important part when they're. You know, going through all of his stuff and kind of charging him with crimes or, you know, like the reason for arresting him. 
it seemed like it that that was a pivotal part. I don't I don't know how true that would be, but and I also really want to know if they knew if he had smuggled before. I mean, because it didn't say his lawyers told him not to say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably for quite a long time, he didn't say anything about that. Yeah, I think he kept that a secret for many years. That was kind of crazy because the the movie comes out and the the book was released one year before that, and then like one year later is when he actually uh, meets the uh, who is it the actor meets the meets Billy Hayes. Mm-hmm. I mean the the timeline's just really tight, you know, like the from from book to movie to like premiere and everything. It seemed very quick, but I guess that's yeah. maybe it was back in the day that was just easier to do things. <laughs> Sorry, one sec. Yes. I'm gonna make pasta. Amy's gonna make pasta, everyone. Awesome. Should I, I have some? Should there. I have some? What do you guys think? Should I have some? Yes. 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 Well, I wait. would like some. Go be there in just have a minute. Some. All right. <laughs> Quit stalling me, fat boy. What movie are we doing next? Oh. All right. Um. <laughs> yes, I noticed you did the Ghostbusters. Yes, have some. Yes. Have some, of course. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. So the movie we're doing next is actually tangentially related to this movie. In much the same way that airplane is tangentially related <laughs> to this movie. Ooh, yeah. Wow. That's it. That's, That's your our hint. hint. Wow. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> so a Turkish prison line. <laughs> mm, yeah. But it's not that line. Right. <laughs> so wait. Okay. So it's 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 a line about a prison that's. Uh, it's not, let's say it's a short scene inspired by this movie. Oh my God. It, wait, <laughs> it's a comedy. Cable yeah. Gubla. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we've danced around it so many times. <laughs> That's why you didn't mention it. Particularly when we sign off. I figure it's about time we just do it. <laughs> the cable guy. <laughs> cable oh. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Wow. That, that's a, I mean, this is starting to become a thing now. We're like pulling stuff from one episode into another. Yeah. Yeah. Stream of consciousness and shit, man. We're making connections. <laughs> well, of all the Jim Carrey movies I love, this isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bummer. When's the last time you saw it? Yeah. How At many the times? theater. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I suspect so, you're going to change your tune. It's well, on so HBO I might, Max. If I, I might very well. I, yeah. I, you know, it's just it, having watched, um, you know, Ace Ventura and other things <laughs> multiple times. It's, it's, yeah. 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 Which is good to do something that we have not watched multiple times. Sure. Alrighty so, then. Uh, I'm out of here. This has been a pretty good one. Probably our best. Right yeah. at the top, yeah. I mean, if we're really going to look into it that closely, I think it probably is our best, yeah. <laughs> yep. Great. How will we ever top it? There we'll see dream. what Cable Guy can do. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, 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 Darkness falls across the land. This episode's end is now at hand.